And here we are. Back at it. Lund Uh-oh. was just character assassinating me before we started recording. <laughs> it hurt. It hurt me. Hell yeah, call me Lee Harvey Oswald. You say that I just sit around and pick my own butt. That's your hypothesis about how I spend my time. Unless I'm running errands for my lady wife. Yeah, I I think that's a pretty good assessment of your day-to-day. Interesting. What were you doing? That's really none of your business. (laughs) I don't need to sit here and defend myself. (laughs) Let's just say that some holiday cookies had to be finished by 4 p.m. Uh-huh. And they were not. It took me till about 6.30. It was a major debacle. And Emily was pissed? Well, I don't know if Emily was pissed, but she did leave for work early, which she hates to do. <laughs> which is, yeah, which it never happens. But <laughs> she had once. <laughs> she had to stop looking at your face or else yes. she was going to break it. Well, there was icing everywhere and she didn't want it to mix with blood. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now we're, she, now we're fine, man. Look at what I got in the mail today. Check this out. Oh, crap. Whoa. Crazy, right? It's a signed copy of Mein Kampf he's holding up. That's right. It says, to Lund, from H. Big <laughs> fan. <laughs> we, gra- we went to high school together, me and <laughs> Adolf. No, wh- what it actually is, Chubby Chasers, is my new favorite shirt. I saw it, I think, on Facebook, and I said immediately, I got to have it. It is a depiction of Dr. Dre's seminal album, The Chronic. The Chronic. But instead of Dr. Dre, the face on the shirt is of Andre the Giant, and it rules pretty hard. Now, he was a French alcoholic, correct? (laughs) Yeah, that's one way to describe him. For sure, he was a power drinker, and he was a lover and a friend to many. I'm going to say that Andre the Giant's dick got hard twice in his entire life. And the <laughs> yeah. second time it did, his heart exploded, and that's when he died. The first time, yes. The first time he was driven out of France, banished from the entire country. Yes. He came over here, started to wrestle and drink and drink and wrestle. And then, yeah, the, the, the second time that he became turgid, it caused an embolism, and he sadly was dead at, I believe, 43 Good God, really? I think, it, yeah, he was young. Oh, my Lord. Andre, we hardly knew ye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried about you. You're 33, right? Yes. That's the age. And you're blowing <laughs> up. You're going to die like New Year's Eve. <laughs> Brother, I am pretty... It's, it's, I, okay, let's say my Marin comes out on December 28th. That means I am marked for death December 29th. I'll get I'll get 24 hours to revel in whatever book sales come in, <laughs> and then I'll just uh, I'll be dead and I'll be remembered by a bunch of disgruntled uh, purchases made on my website that were never fulfilled. You'll get asked to do Colbert like January 12th. You're like hell yeah, brother, I'm there, and then <laughs> Emily's gonna find your bloated corpse next to her. Oh my god, this is yeah. It's you know everything is fun to joke about, but. This is a legitimate 
fear that I have all the time. Like I'm alone right now. Emily's at work and I have to have my phone on me at all times just in case, you know, my left side goes completely numb and I collapse. So I literally yeah. keep my phone in my right pocket at all times. I also get very weird when Megan's gone. I think you and I are used to, for the most part, we go and live our lives and have adventures. And when we come home, <clears throat> we have our beautiful wives. They're waiting for us and we get to, you know, catch up or whatever. But yeah, if uh, if Megan's like out of town for a few days, if she goes and does something, I start thinking this place is haunted. I worry that like, yeah, that I'm going to like slip on something or choke on something. You worry <laughs> so, that you are in fact a ghost? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I look into a mirror and nothing's in the reflection. I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah, and then St. Gabriel or <laughs> that Gabriel the angel comes down and says, take my hand, child. Come with me, young uh, Andre well, as- the Giant. <laughs> <laughs> Andre's been waiting for you. <laughs> like, oh, no, I have to fuck Lund, Andre. Lund, come. I get hard all the time up here. <laughs> <laughs> they created oh, a man. mechanism that gets me rock hard. <laughs> <laughs> it takes it's like a mousetrap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. You're thinking a Rube Goldberg-esque. I did, yeah. I thought there was like a marble that rolls down a ramp. (laughs) And then there's like a rubber chicken that comes up and fluffs him. (laughs) No, man, my fear of death is is profound and constant, and it sucks. And I think that's why I tried to embrace Camus so hard, because knowing that we're going to die makes our lives absurd. And I was like, well, that's cool. And it was a lot easier to like not be constantly afraid of death when you had nothing to lose, you know. When I was like impoverished and oh, uh, sure, yeah, eating out of trash cans. And we were, ta- a- yeah, we were tasting death and living life. Oh yeah, and it was beautiful, you know. We were up till four a.m. every night, just screaming and eating old pieces of bread we found outside. <laughs> but now I Hell got yeah. a dog and I got a wife, and you know, my parents you- are still alive. Damn it! Yeah, damn it, indeed. <laughs> you psycho <laughs> you, you look at it as a burden because you have to keep being a good boy i love my parents but if i die before them that's gonna fuck them up oh, okay yeah, ruin them yeah that that wouldn't be that wouldn't be nice of you you bastard no so like when i go on the road i always like have the features sleep in the room with me and they're like oh you're saving money and it's like no i just want someone here that can hear my final re- remarks <laughs> that's all <laughs> I want whatever dying witticism I blast out to be remembered and put on Facebook immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I want someone to get the likes that I would have got from this story. You want your death to be Instagrammed. Yeah, exactly. I want someone to go you Facebook Live while I'm, you know. <laughs> it's gonna Mama, be a fl- it's Mama. gonna be a it's gonna be a fleet. <laughs> like, hey, yeah. check it out. I'm opening for this fat fuck. I think he's like 34 and he's dead. Hell yeah. A bunch of TikToks. Looks like I'm headlining the rest of this weekend, baby. Yeah. Donnie Townsend gets $600 instead of 400 <laughs> <laughs> It was worth it. Did you see uh, today Brant Tobler posted uh, an available shit gig in the middle of nowhere, as he called it, in Delta, Colorado? No. Oh hell yeah! He was like, "Hey, if anybody wants this shit gig in the middle of nowhere, it pays one seventy-five plus a hotel and food, I think. And then if you want to bring a feature, it's seventy-five. And I was like, "There it is, comedy's back, baby. We did it, man. We survived. 
<laughs> that's what, that's what the, people have been waiting for. <laughs> the light at the end of the tunnel. 175 <laughs> for a 12-hour drive. Hell yes. That's why we do this. Is there a prime rib buffet during the show? Hell yeah, there is. Of course. It pays less than $200, <laughs> but more than 150 That means prime rib is on the table. <laughs> I can taste it now. It's somehow under and overcooked at the same time. Every bite is a new a new beginning in your adventure. Yeah, and those mashed potatoes are wet. <laughs> They're the <laughs> highlight of the meal. <laughs> is there green beans? Yeah. Is there vinegar on the green beans instead of salt or pepper? Yes. Mm. <laughs> it's Delta, baby. <laughs> Fly the friendly skies. It's Delta. <laughs> it's Delta's so like, but It's like north of durango so it's like you have to either go all the way to grand junction and go south or go like to durango and go north and so either way you got to drive ahead of you yeah the, the best way to get there is a hot air balloon <laughs> for sure as the crow flies that's right if you can get yeah. above if you can get above twelve thousand uh twelve thousand feet that's the move that's what all these comedians are like god man i wish i could do it brant i'm sorry brother yeah, oh yeah, he's getting a lot of DMs with people saying, "Man, any other time, next <laughs> yeah. t- next time, please hit me up. I'll I'll be the host and the feature and the headliner. I'll, you know, I'll make 225 easy. I'll eat both meals. I'll get Evan Johnson to give me a ride." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Great. there's there's definitely going to be an unpaid guest spot somewhere in there. Yeah, whoever has a car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that was pretty good. I was just th- thinking about how this podcast was supposed to be all of our wacky adventures on the road, and instead it's all just the time that your high school friend named Stinky fucked a dog or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it could, then, have been all, it could have been all <laughs> kinds of great stuff in the present, but we're living in the past. Yeah, all those great stories about you went semi-pro playing cornhole. It's just been revelation <laughs> after revelation. With Cornhole with a K, that's right. It was part of the Family <laughs> yeah. Values Tour. Yeah, that was you, my, ran a, you ran a sideshow game. <laughs> that was my first concert, was the original Family Values Tour, 1998. What an experience. Yeah, but you I think saved I, up all your allowance for that ticket, too. I was 16. I was ready to live. It was a good time. It, I, I think I already talked about it, but Romstein was in there. And the lead singer at one point, there was a lot of fire with Rammstein, a lot of fire, a lot of great pyro. And then uh, towards the end of their set, the lead singer chased the keyboard player around with a big old dildo and then eventually caught the keyboard player and pretended to fuck him with the dildo. And then all of a sudden the dildo started to come like a fire hose and he sprayed the whole crowd (laughs) with his freaking freakishly large fake penis. It was pretty cool. And then he got lit on fire. So there was a lot going on from our friends from Germany. Yeah, when I think German and industrial music, I think wacky antics. That's uh, That makes total <laughs> sense that they had. <laughs> it was, doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it was crazy. Ice Cube was there too. So there was Ice Cube and then Rammstein. It was nuts. Cube from Are We There Yet? And Rammstein. That's right. Holy shit, man. It's crazy that Cube blew up and he doesn't have to do those gigs anymore. It's even also, funnier to think about Rammstein starring in Are We There Yet? <laughs> yeah, the German version of Are We There yeah. Yet? <laughs> They're just in a Volkswagen trying to get to the pickle factory. <laughs> How far Fignugan until we reached our destination? Oh, Daddy, I ate all my eyeliner and now I've turned sick. <laughs> 
Shut up, little daughter. We only have four more plums until Dusseldorf. <laughs> oh no, Iggy ate all the plums. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy, I made bloop in the Baxen. <laughs> <laughs> I also years later I got to watch uh Dr. Dre and Snoop had a big tour with Eminem. I can't think of what it was called. Up and Smoke, I believe. They did a big old tour and I saw that in Vegas and that was a good time. They <laughs> they opened their set Snoop and Dre, you know, when it was their time. They they opened with a video where I think they stopped a robbery at a gas station and just blow away like four guys. And then they come out in a low rider and everybody was like, yeah, <laughs> you fucking wasted those dudes that wanted 80 bucks. <laughs> they were like, the vigilantes. Hey, Las Vegas, we know who killed Tupac. I assume. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think, I think they did. Well, he was killed in Vegas. I thought it might have had legs, but uh, nope, it was a real Danielle Perez. The car is for sale right now. <laughs> what? The car he got killed in is for sale. Wow. Weird. Thanks for waking up for that tidbit, Becker. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Becker rolled over out of bed. Was like, uh, <laughs> the car's for sale, brother. I put in a, I put in a bid on eBay. I, I, said, I said four grand. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's not a good Becker, but I haven't tried to do a Becker. Uh, so I, I, I Becker. <laughs> <laughs> Sam likes to start my... <laughs> doing what we all do which is saying our own name over and over <laughs> i'm becker <laughs> that's the only way that i can really nail down an impression that's why you never have is that nobody nobody talks like that yeah i think i can do uh who was i doing was it oh yeah i was doing uh who's that karate guy steven seagal but you guys said it was bad right I don't know if I know how Steven Seagal talks. Hey, man, it's me, Steven Seagal, brother. <laughs> I gotta... Hey, man, yeah, I'm just working at this small town post office trying to keep the streets clean, brother. But Did the Yakuza meet? came in. And now I Did gotta, you meet Steven Seagal? Uh, no. What? <laughs> like, I you still... wouldn't know that story? Well, I'm just curious why you're like, yeah, I've been working pretty hard on my Seagal. <laughs> okay. I think I, I think I tuned it in, man. He kind of does black voice, but he talks like <laughs> like he's a drifter too, man. Yeah, okay. I could I, I can see w- that you could maybe get there. Hey, man, I know Krav Maga that naughty karate. <laughs> I'll pull your dick off. I'm Steven Seagal. <laughs> nope. <laughs> don't try don't try me, SA. <laughs> no. All right. <laughs> hey man, I'm gonna write you an essay on your tombstone. Vato. You wanna get loco? <laughs> Me go? <laughs> we go. So Lund, you just came from uh your work. How did it go? I did, yeah. I gave some tours to some kids. It was pretty good for the you most gave part. Some it's... Tours? I cracked a coors. Bro. That's what I'm talking about. Like have a nice coors. Oh boy. I was going for <laughs> Sam Elliott and it was not on target. <laughs> yeah, gave a tour. Uh, had, had a bunch of kids running around screaming. God, I understand that people want to have children, but do you need three between the ages of nine months and two and a half years? Like, come on. You can't wrangle them. You bring them somewhere and they just do whatever the fuck they want. 
you have a little mask on them. They don't think that that makes any sense, you know, so they're pulling it down and screaming. They're itching their genitals, their crotches, because they have to go wee-wee, but they're on a 25-minute adventure with you, so they're just dying inside. It's, uh, God, they're the future. I'm excited to eat these kids in a few years when we run out of food. <laughs> yeah, man, hopefully you're, uh, you're sneaking them beef jerky and cups of whole cream now to fatten them up for the culling that's going to happen here in a <laughs> Right, <years>. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm giving them candy. Like, all right, let's let's make sure that we're big and strong. <laughs> you you and me shouldn't be giving anyone candy. I give them candy. How about this? This will probably piss you off. Yay or nay? Let's say you have a big old bag of Halloween candy. Maybe it's filled with Milky Ways. You know, it's got some Snickers in there, some Starburst. It's the fun time bag. There were Skittles, but you ate them all immediately. When you open up that tiny, you know, thumb-sized Snicker, what do you do with the wrapper afterward? I throw it in the garbage. In the garbage. You don't put it back in the bag of candy? No. Well, that's where me and you differ. You see, <laughs> I'm all about efficiency and streamlining. Efficiency. Yeah, you have so much to do. You got to get back to picking your own butt. Hey, uh, no one else is going to pick my butt, all right? <laughs> I got to sp- spelunk my badunkadunk. <laughs> <laughs> i gotta fist my own fucking sock puppet no i don't i i can't pick my butt because then i have to wash my hands and i hate well, yeah. washing my hands as we know that's true oh yeah you you used to fake the funk mm-hmm. <laughs> every time you hit a bathroom you're like no one knows my little secret just in there slurping water out of the tap <laughs> my buddy bonzo think- used to wake us up that way every day he'd have to go to work at 6 a.m just slurping straight out of the faucet? He loved it. So he got his mind right. <laughs> oh, boy. But, so Emily's upset that I've been putting the wrappers back in the bag of candy. Mm-hmm. And also, I kind of get off on the fact that she hates it, so I, I do it more now. It's like our own little petty cold war. Bad boys for life. Well, there's so little rebel against in our relationship because we love each other. So... I got to get my shit in. I can't give her what she wants all the time. Uh-huh. <laughs> God forbid. <laughs> you still have to strike out on your own. Well, yeah, because then it's not interesting anymore, you know? So Yeah, so you like to spice it up by doing little dumb, stupid little kid things like leaving your shoes all over the house or pooping right next to the toilet. And then she has to come home after saving lives and (laughs) figure out where the Tasmanian devil is. Saving lives. All she's doing is writing morphine scripts. She doesn't give a shit. (laughs) She better be pumping out fucking oxys, getting that Sackler money before it's too late. By the time this comes out, she will have received the vaccine. Nice. Yeah, I don't know. She earned it. Yeah, I don't know. She's been, a doctor for, she's been a doctor for six months. She's earned it. Well, who do you think needs it? People who are tour guides? Hmm? I'm interacting with more people per day than she is. She's, what, seeing 16 people checking in on them. How's it going, Mrs. Schwartz? All right, still in a coma? Okay, we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Holding mirrors up to people's noses. <laughs> yeah, you, including you before she heads out. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Sam, I'm out of here. Let's see this. All right, perfect. Checks your vitals every time. Okay. Hand is in the ass. Okay, perfect. I'll see you tomorrow. 
Don't move. <laughs> <laughs> You'll roll over and crush Gordy. <laughs> I wish. Uh, uh, no, I, I don't know, dude. I'm scared about the vaccine, though. Yeah, because you are traditionally traditionally anti-vax. No, I just like proven established vaccines that uh, aren't being rolled out in a rushed way and yeah. being done in massive trials on America's healthcare workers. That's all. Oh, God. I didn't even think about it. But of course yeah. you didn't, because all you do is think about yourself and your precious tours and all your cool tour <laughs> jokes. <laughs> I'm spending that money already. <laughs> I'm going to get a fucking chopper dog. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting, a, I'm getting a couple guns. I'm getting a motorcycle. <laughs> Oh, cool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be in Trinidad, a whole new man. Just going to be down there, L- Lorenzo Lamasing around. Meanwhile, my wife's going to have Bell's palsy upstairs. I'm going to have to <laughs> fucking go up there and chew up her eggs and spit them in her mouth because her jaw doesn't work. Yeah, all of a sudden, you're going to be the one with the uh, bedside manner having to check on her, making sure she doesn't swallow her own cheeks. Fuck bedside manner. I'm all about bedside bad behavior. All right? I'm bedside rude. <laughs> <laughs> bedside truth in it wake up get out of that coma comas are an illusion come on you're faking it just pinch their nose (laughs) (laughs) sitting on their chest like cats and old-timey wood carvings what is that what's it called burking you're burking her that's how uh what's his name died ted binion the billionaire in uh vegas what the hell are you talking about you're on thin ice so uh i think his last name was Binion, yeah, Binion, wasn't yeah. it? Well, it was, it was like Benny Binion started Binion's Casino. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah there, there was this old man who was a part of that family. He was super rich, and he had, you know, he was like 90 or whatever, 80-something, and he had a couple of, you know, he had this whole staff, and he had nurses or whatever. He had a lot of people that worked for him, and one of the people that worked for him had uh, was a woman who had a boyfriend, and they decided they were going to kill this dude and try to take a bunch of his money from him. Sick. And so he, you know, he dies, and it seems like it might be natural causes, but because uh, he's so rich, and because you know, I guess there was always going to be an autopsy or whatever. Uh, there starts to be this feeling or or these little clues that something uh underhanded may have occurred and so eventually i don't know how they landed on this uh woman and her uh lover but uh i think one of the medical examiners eventually saw that like there were these weird little circular marks on his chest on binion's chest and at some point somebody realizes that it were they were indentations of his uh, pajama shirt in his chest. And so eventually uh, it's concluded that he died by burking, which is where you sit on someone's chest and cover up their, like you plug up their nose and their mouth. And that's how he died. That lady killed him. And so the uh, trial was a big deal in Vegas. And uh, yeah, she and her young lover both uh, got Sentenced to a bunch of years in prison, I believe. And this is another episode of Nathan Lund's short story long. What's that? (laughs) Burking. We call that a... Yeah, uh, I gave you some time to pick you. (laughs) What? Go ahead. I gave you some time. Yeah. I gave you some time to pick your ass. Are we on tape delay now? You froze. (laughs) I didn't freeze. You just talked for four minutes.
You froze. No, dude. I, I was hot. I was pet- too hot. You were petrified. No, I got to heat up, dude. We call that a Jamaican avalanche because all the nurses in Harlem do that to their wealthy uh, captives. Okay. And yeah. this is from when you DJed in Harlem and Queens for <laughs> a few years in the early 2000s? Yeah, Long Island City, Queens, all your lesser boroughs. Yeah, I oh was up God. there, man. <laughs> what? I was that my you know remember my name DJ Banana Bread Head Wound. I was. <laughs> he got no arms. That was a pretty good Zuckerman. <laughs> Dude, I I think about DJ Banana Bread Head Wound at Too least much. once a day. <laughs> too much oh my god you smell banana bread because you've had several mini strokes yeah i wonder what it'll be stroke heart attack hopefully i uh hopefully i get sick for a long time you know i want to i want to be able to (laughs) i want to have time to come to terms with it i don't want it to strike while i'm waiting in line for a pretzel at a (laughs) harlem globetrotters game i feel like I feel like, uh, haven't you said that I was crazy for not wanting to go like right away or in my sleep? I I don't want it to be real long, uh, but I do like the idea of the diagnosis and then X amount of time to like hate it, freak out, be an asshole, get a tattoo, get get my nose pierced, and then finally, you know, like come to terms and have... People come through, former lovers, old friends. Enemies, mysterious benefactors. Everybody except for Terry Barton Gregg is allowed to come (laughs) come through. (laughs) (laughs) No, she's... she's, uh, That was a callback to when Deacon died. He was... (laughs) He was letting people come and see him. He, God, didn't he, didn't he make you feel a little better? Like about like, or at least he kind of showed you the way, like, man, I got to do this, you know, like he, I don't know. He seemed just good and okay with it. I don't know. And no, we, dude, I, went, I will. Deacon was a, a pillar of strength. That was very brave. Uh, the way he went out and also the way that he still managed to shit on <laughs> was pretty funny. <laughs> I remember being in there. Uh, it was like, were you there with me when One came by? Oh, when he came. I don't think when he came by. We went. We were there together at least once. He did the death came and was buzzing the buzzer. And someone looked out the window and was like, it's And Deacon did the deathbed equivalent of pretend like you're asleep. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like you're trying to prank your aunt and everyone she's coming over to the pool party. Hey, everyone, pretend like you're asleep. He did that with a man who was trying to, uh, you know, wish him well before he passed on to the great other world. Maybe we should, maybe we should beep out the name. <laughs> yeah, let's bleep it, and so that we can keep shit talking him because yeah. <laughs> is a lot of us are deluded. You know, we do the best we can to like have. You know, you, you have to have a good amount of ego to do this. I, I feel like you, you also need some humility, and it's hard to strike that balance. But so many people just go the, the all the way towards ego and what we do. Is, you know, we're the truth tellers, you know, <laughs> whatever the <laughs> fuck. And, uh, we're carrying the torch of Bill Hicks. Yes, there's, um, there's a very, uh, like, 
extraordinary magical thing that we get to do and it's like yeah kind of but also who gives a shit too like we're all just kind of aping somebody else that came before us and yeah, we're all saying pursuit that's ripping our families in half right we're gone all the time wonder yeah. you know people wonder if we got in a car accident 80 percent of our days so yeah so it's everything everything's everything everything's uh a lot more complicated than we take the time to realize you know and i i, I think part of that is necessary you know you can't always like consider every aspect of everything but yeah, but you should consider at least 10% of the aspects of anything. And that's uh, what yes. our friend uh, Beep, a lot of, Beep does not do. Uh, <laughs> one, yeah, so there's a lot of comics that... And also, when I said friend, I didn't mean it. A lot of comics <laughs> have that survival instinct uh, where, like, you, you don't beat yourself up too much, right? Like, because if you do, then you quit and you don't allow yourself to get better or whatever. But at a certain point if you haven't gotten very good, then it is your fucking fault, not anybody else's. And so, yeah, you can't always blame the crowd. You can't blame the, the cool kids for not booking you enough or giving you the, the right spot on, at the open mic. It's like, no, dude, you suck. You've been around for a long time. So, I don't know, fucking watch more stand-up and then do better when you write. Like, be more unique or personal or... Or do anything else but stand up. That's yeah, also or, a good move. Yeah, or move on. Yeah, like he's the he's the non cartoon equivalent of Gil Gunderson from The Simpsons. <laughs> where he's like, "Oh, this is my shot. This open mic's gonna turn it all around. I'm gonna get her back. I got some new punchlines. Just wait for me." And then cut to two minutes later, his he's his own underwear has been balled up and shoved in his mouth somehow. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he's he, he forgot he was allergic to peanuts and ate a bunch of Reese's pieces. <laughs> there's, there's, <laughs> there's, there's a few comics that have do, that I've seen do this where like <clears throat> they will have a, a decent joke hit or a decent set, you know, and like finally it looks like they figured it out, but almost immediately it goes to their head, so they start to think that they rounded the corner or that like oh okay like i've got this and then immediately there's uh you know do they, they they plummet back to earth because they are now like up their own ass sniffing their own farts and so they either like you know don't write anymore or everything that they write is just like you know uninspired because they think that it's definitely good because like they think that now what they come up with is good you know and it's like god it's not like that you have to keep checking in you have to be like, is this good? You have to go to open mics and you have to, you know, eat shit with stuff and then be like, okay, yeah, that's not ready. It's this whole like constant process. You can't just be like, oh, all right, yeah, I'm good now. And so I can just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm likable and I'm charismatic on stage. So whatever I say, I'll be able to say it in the right way and everybody's going to love my shit. It's like, no, <clears throat> you have to keep fucking working at it. And I'm not saying I'm the hardest worker at all. I've used a lot of the same jokes for a long, long stretches of time i never burned any material by <laughs> recording anything like you've we been, did our you've been physical with women shut the fuck oh, yeah real physical <laughs> i've been honking boobs left and right with consent they they like it were you about to but, say shut the fuck up yes because we're like <laughs> finally getting into a decent comedy conversation and you're like andy rapes women <laughs> well i think the lady doth protest too much i didn't say that <laughs> 
So here's yeah, the thing. Your lawyer advised you against using that word because it's one of the many words that's in the affidavits against you. And so. Yeah, Bobby did text me that. Len, what are you reading? Nothing. Yeah, right. What do you mean? I see your eyes reading. I know when you're reading. I know the when you're absorbing sh- knowledge. It's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. What do you think I'm doing? You really think I'm trying to multitask? No, I'm trying to do a good job with our podcast. You're doing a great job. Uh, I've been hearing a lot of people say Lund rocks, and I want to agree. I want to publicly say it. Lund is cool. So uh, please quit shitting on Lund in my DMs or sending me funny new drawings of what you think Lund's body looks like. <laughs> we don't need that anymore, you know? We're together. <laughs> Yeah, you know what was cracking me up last night was that uh, Amber Heard template that we had. <laughs> sure, that was a lot of fun. The DMs were were popping last night. Becker, yeah, have you heard about this Amber Heard? What now, the Johnny Depp thing? Yeah, so uh, Amber Heard has been hired for thirty three. Amber Heard. Well, let me find the original. <laughs> <laughs> Amber Heard has been accepting money to give talks about domestic violence. Amber Heard hired for $33,000 per talk in domestic violence or in domestic abuse, despite evidence suggesting she herself is a domestic abuser. So we were crossing out her name and replacing it with fun stuff like Nathan Lund hired for $33,000 per talk in toilet abuse, despite evidence suggesting he himself is a toilet abuser. So that was fun. <laughs> and Lund, he smashed it because he put Sam Talent hired for $33,000 per talk in domestic abuse, despite evidence suggesting he himself is a domestic abuser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we sent that to Emily. That was pretty good. She loved it. She did the worm. <laughs> That's when you that's when you know somebody's stoked. <laughs> they just spontaneously learn how to break dance. Did you did you ever did you ever master the worm? You talking to Becker? I'm talking to you. No, I never mastered the worm. That'd be sick. <laughs> That'd be crazy. <laughs> it looks like it's one of those things where it's <laughs> relatively easy. You just have to like figure it out, but I'd never even really tried. I've definitely tried to do the worm and failed mm. and ruined a quinceanera. <laughs> I thought I was spicing up the night and in fact uh Taco Bell closed because it was it was an ugly display. Yeah. It's pretty much like doing a kip up but in reverse. Mm, oh, okay. Well, if it requires abdominal strength, then the, uh, that's probably not gonna be on my bucket list. Yeah, if it in, if it requires any kind of core strength, I haven't done it. Yeah, right. All right. Well, maybe up in heaven we can do the worm as Andre the Giant beats off his huge cock. <laughs> I heard the Eiffel Tower is actually based on Andre the Giant's dick. Mm. And also the Germans kept planting swastikas this, yeah. at the tip of it. Damn it. <laughs> I was trying to get in there and I was like, nope, he's already got it. I've already got it, brother. He's already there. Is that is that you, Sam? What's up? It's me, Steven. How you doing, Sam? Answer the man, Sam. I was talking to you. You were doing your impression. I thought we could do impressions back and forth. I wasn't doing an impression of you. No, I thought you were doing that that cowboy Sam guy. 
Oh, Zim Elliot. I was- <laughs> <laughs> you were literally doing it. You're, yeah, an hour ago, I briefly mentioned Sam Elliot. Your name is Sam. So when you said as Steven Seagal, Sam, it was confusing. All right. When I'm in character, though, I don't think of myself as Sam anymore. I think of myself as the character. So I'm sorry. I was confused. Kevin O'Brien was pretty good at Sam Elliot, and I am not doing his impression justice. I bought Kevin O'Brien a cool corn huskers starter jacket and shipped it to his house, and I haven't heard a thank you back yet. I probably haven't gotten it yet. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, you know what was fun? You just reminded me. I don't think I've said this on the pod, but when we all first started to hang out more, like so it must have been like 20, 2009, maybe it was 2010, but it was a long time ago. And it was, we were hanging out outside of Skylark Lounge. It was you, me, Kevin O'Brien, Elliot Woolsey. And one of us said first that we were senior class president. And all of a sudden, all of us chimed in with a, so was I. Do you remember that? I don't remember that. That was crazy. We were all, all four of us, I think, were senior class presidents. It's crazy to think that Kevin ever won a popular election. <laughs> I think that uh, whoever won uh, was assassinated, and so it was a yeah. Lyndon Johnson kind of a thing. Kevin poisoned <laughs> the original winner with plutonium, and he took over. <laughs> so he could DJ every school dance. He's, he is good at DJing. He spins good stuff. But in a dashiki. That's enough. (laughs) Becker, don't pipe up. (laughs) Hey, that's my friend. Hey, that's my friend, man. I like him a lot. Just The dashiki blows my mind. You like him a lot, but not enough to say that he's your friend. I like that. (laughs) I would more say that he just probably doesn't like me. Yeah, that's a lot of people feel that way about Kevin. Yeah. But he's a good guy. Kevin and Bukley and Bobby, a lot of times people would be like, why, doesn't, why, why don't they like me? And it's like, they just don't do the, oh, we're all best friends bullshit like Sam does. Oh, that's a bad thing? It's trying to make people feel embraced and part of something? Well, they're... Oh, I'm sorry. Again, everything is everything. So while on the surface, it's nice to appear supportive, if you're talking shit behind their back and telling them they should kill themselves, then it's, you know, not as good of a deed. I didn't say anyone specifically should kill themselves during this episode. I just said I'm talking about over the last 12 years. (laughs) You have patted comics on the head, and then as soon as they were out of earshot, said, God, I can't wait for that dude's head to come flying off of his body. (laughs) Whether it's by his own hand or some type of Rube Goldberg-esque machine, a guillotine with way too many steps involved. (laughs) Maybe an automatic window tricks him, whatever it may be. (laughs) I will tap dance at his funeral. Uh, I will definitely goose his mom as she weeps over his casket. No, I've never, ever hoped for anyone to uh, succumb to their darker yearnings. Mm -hmm. I heard that you got Michael Carter a Home Depot gift card and said, (laughs) go nuts. (laughs) doing the worm (laughs) 
this should have been a page. <laughs> 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 We're going crazy. I think my dad is gone crazy. Do you want to go to the Christmas market? No. Why? Because uh, it's a pandemic. I'm not trying to. Ooh, I do. Is it? You're talking about Reclet? Yes. Shit, dog. I yeah. will. I will be a super spreader for the chance at some Reclet. Some melty cheese, Becker. You want to go to the Christmas market? Sure. I should have antibodies right now. Oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> you're carrying the plague. <laughs> How much longer are you I'm, supposed to? I'm 17. I'm seven days past when I was supposed to end my quarantine. Nice. Attaboy. So, so now it's just for you. Now it's just because you like it. <laughs> well, and, and I just don't know how sure they are about that day. Yeah. No, Emily, you know, she said it's 10 days. So if you've been there 17, you're ready to pop out. Yeah. Let's go uh, wild tomorrow, man. Let's fucking. I'm coming out. Let's go to the Christmas market, boys. It's my I favorite place on earth. You know, my symptoms aren't showing. Uh,. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. We have to get there at 4 o'clock p.m. At 4. Why? Yeah, because that's when it opens. And otherwise, you're going to be waiting in line for like two hours. I'll bet people are showing up at 2, 2.15. No, they're not. People yeah, are at are. work. It's Thursday. People don't have shit going on, a lot of them. So they're going down there too, just like you. You're going to make an hour and a half pilgrimage for a hot cheese sandwich. Yeah, and some mulled wine. And some, uh, some, some, what is it, honey vice? I'm going to get all fucked up. You're going to have to pull me out of there after I pant Santa. <laughs> I'm going to climb stay. over that steel. I'm gonna, he's probably behind chicken wire this year, and I'm going to fucking break through it. And we, should get, we, should, we should give Santa the doomsday device like the yes. like road warriors. Yes, dude. <laughs> I want to go off the top, though. All right, I got my I got pretty strong quads. I could probably lift up Santa's fat ass onto my shoulders. Yeah, you squat <laughs> Santa up, and I'll climb up on top of the manger and drop that pain on his ass. Just rain that big old arm right across his fake ass beard. And we'll hold him down, and we can fucking Eiffel Tower his ass. <laughs> Just spit roast Santa in front of all the kids. <laughs> I guess this is growing up, Junior. Easter Bunny's fake too. <laughs> God is dead. Santa loves it, don't you, Santa? Tell him you love it, Santa. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> He's crying. His makeup's running. We put makeup on him. Paint <laughs> <laughs> his face like the Ultimate Warrior, and then <laughs> drop a shit on his chest. Hey, let's burke Santa. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the imprint of a belt buckle on his belly. <laughs> the corners, like I haven't seen a Birkin since Binion. <laughs> I watched uh, Fargo season two, by the way. Oh hell yeah! Did you love it? I just finished it before we started this, and yes, I loved it. It's like a six-hour movie. It's the whole thing is just so good, and it builds, and everybody's like just like this cool, fucking intense character. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. It's been really tough today because Emily left. Uh, she packed up her bags and took the car. <laughs> and uh, me and Gordy, you know, we've been here to try to console each other without words, more with touch and uh, with holes. But I've, it's been a constant struggle to do I want to watch Fargo season two or do I want to read The Stand? The Stand fucking rules, dude. Oh, uh, yeah. Look at this yeah. thing. <laughs> 
That's so big. It's huge. It's bigger than it. It's 1,400 power-packed pages. Yeah, I will not uh, soon forget when you first told me about Stephen King's writing style, which is to get fucking blackout and just start click-clacking away. Also, say it a bunch. This guy says it constantly for no reason. <laughs> he can't quit saying it. It doesn't make sense for the character to think it. It doesn't make sense to describe the uh, the shop clerk by saying it, but he just says it constantly. <laughs> and it's like in the name of art or whatever, but this is, you know, this is a fucking... It's not Faulkner. That's all I'm saying. It's Stephen King. You can't just say it left and right in there. Meanwhile, you say it in your book. So I say it once in my book, and I showed you, restraint. Why don't you back off of the master? Because I don't just say it to describe what, uh, you know. You spray it. You and don't just he, say it. You spray it And then it at the ballpark, over. he saw a beep eating a hot dog. I didn't do that. All right. <laughs> That's Stephen King. Oh, he's so brave. My God. The way he describes things. Well, he describes black people one way, and it's got two syllables. You're not, I, I didn't think you were talking about that saying it. I thought you were talking about the R word. No, he says that a lot too. Okay. There's a whole character in here that's just described as the lovable. <laughs> that's his whole thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you really painted a scene. Yeah, man. You're, you're really using every color of the rainbow. Oh, so yeah. And, and I think the way, or whatever, one of the times that you showed me is where it's like, it's not a bigoted or like shitty or mean character saying it it's like the narrator describing yeah. it's the omnipotent narrator <laughs> just saying that there's a man sleeping on a bench who is clearly the r word yeah that's but he, pretty, but when that's it comes to the n-word dude he can't stop yeah it's all over i say it once in my book because a det- detestable man says it he says yeah. the n-word rig which is how people talk. You know, it's an ugly world. And I'm just trying to fucking, I'm a sociologist just walking through, holding up a magnifying glass to the awfulness of humanity. Honorary sociologist. You Thank don't you. Have a well, Metro hold, State hold hasn't answered my requests for a doctorate. Um, <laughs> but yeah, dude, shit. I, don't, I just don't get how come Stephen King says it so much. Well, it, did he write a lot of these in the 80s when everybody was just being a total asshole and everybody was shitting on everybody that was perceived as you know struggling or the other marginalized etc i think this is 1990 is when this came out so you know it's close enough yeah i remember the doctor yeah. he said it when he brought me into the world <laughs> <laughs> it's, right. but i mean stephen king he really loves it uh, it's like he's Dickens and he gets paid for every time he says it. Dickens was about it? No, Dickens got paid per word is the uh, rumor. But uh, really, Dickens gotcha. self, he self-published all of his stuff, so that's not true. Oh, so a little bit of... Things, didn't he? What, Becker? I thought he sold some stories in serialization. Uh, he might have, but I think that his novels he put out himself... I mean, I think initially he might have gone through traditional routes but then when he made a giant name for himself he just put out his own books and got rich nice yeah. sam t style so you're following in the footsteps footsteps of chucky e. d uh, the yeah. original the original chuck d charles dickens how about in that westward article when it said that uh sam talent pivoted by putting out a book running the light and he's been doing very fine based on the merchandise or merchandising 
Yeah, what yeah. What does that mean? That, that article was, a, was insane. It was a weird article. Several uh, quotes were misattributed. Uh, a couple that a couple things I said uh, were attributed to you, and then Buckley said some of the stuff she said was attributed to Janae. So yeah, and a lot uh, of the stuff that I said was attributed to the owners of the Voodoo Comedy Theater. <laughs> It was like, I, to be fair, I did say I love owning the Voodoo Comedy Theater, though. <laughs> <laughs> that was a direct quote from me. Uh, yeah, I, it, that I was the one that said, please don't call it No Laughing Matter. And then, you know, he, he said that you said that and uh, used the phrase at the end of it instead of call, you know, instead of titling it that or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Nobody really gives a shit about comedy like uh, John Wenzel at The Post. He he gets it right. He wrote the book on comedy right before I moved here, so I didn't get to be a part of that book. He did Mock Stars. Yeah, let's let's <laughs> let's try to move a couple copies. <laughs> it is which a good had, book. It also had a chapter on uh, prank callers in Nashville. Which had nothing to do with alternative or indie or underground comedy. He has a whole chapter on these guys who made prank calls in Tennessee. What were they called? I don't remember. I think it was like uh, Zippy and the Nudge, or uh, <laughs> I think it was like thought, Stinky and Earwax. It seemed like you remembered distinctly who they were. I, I don't was, remember that part. I think part. they were Hodge and Podge, the radioactive mutants, is what it was called. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. yeah, that seems weird that they would be in there. But I, I remember liking that book. I did too. I got a copy signed for my dad, and he never read it. How do you know? Because I asked my dad if he read it, and he was like, you mean that fucking commie piece of shit? You mean that yellow journalism you passed my way, you dirty, low-down, plum-sucking pig? It's like, <laughs> Dad, this is this is uncalled for it's mom's birthday he's like whatever fucking black egg she cracked out of should have been buried back under the shit smeared seas and i was like what's the matter with you and he's like i eat some mushrooms I was like, oh, okay well <laughs> i've been reading a lot of cormac mccarthy you son of a bitch i don't know who says it more cormac and blood meridian or stephen king in the stand dude blood meridian is such a good book I would recommend anybody that wants to read it, read it and then immediately read it again <clears throat> because I did that and I'm glad that I did because the first time there's so much dense descriptions of all the landscape that it gets really like, you know, it's tough to get through all of these, you know, and, and he has, you know, all these like old uh, words that aren't used a whole lot. So you're just kind of stumbling you know and a lot and, of anachronism in that book mm -hmm, right antiquated so, phrases right and so i really got a lot out of immediately reading it again skipping over a lot of the descriptions of uh, of the uh surroundings the and getting just from, in the canyon beds the caliche glistened under an obsidian sky god <laughs> left this world behind ages ago but they won't know until tomorrow. Yeah, there's a and and, and that all of that is great. But if you can just kind of you know uh, quickly get from scene to scene and then you know uh, have the narrative uh, flow a little uh, quicker, it it's the way to go. 
Yeah. Also, just to, to be fully warned, though, if you're stupid, don't read Blood Meridian because <laughs> <laughs> it's not for, uh, you know, it's not for guys that Stephen King would describe in a book. Uh, <laughs> this is a good view of you, Sam. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> the crotch cam is in full effect. You sat in some gum, baby. <laughs> crotch cam, 2008. Uh-oh, it's time for Opie and Anthony's crotch cam. <laughs> Brought to you by Fritos <laughs> Barbecue. <laughs> Brought to you by Baked Lay's Flower Blast. <laughs> On this what episode you- of Crotch Cam, Opie and Anthony, we've got a contest going. Is she 17? Call in now and let us know. <laughs> who's got, tell us who's got them in your high school. Give us a call. <laughs> One of those guys, I think Anthony has fucking COVID, so that's cool. Oh, really? I think so. Oh, that sucks, man. Oh, no. Those guys are free speech warriors. <laughs> <laughs> you probably listened to Opie and Anthony growing up, didn't you? No, I never did. Uh... I know that they were big, and people listen to them. People listen to Bob and Tom. I listened to Stern, and I listened to, uh, I don't know. I guess they were local guys in Vegas. I'd put the radio on, but I don't remember their names, who they were. I remember growing up, uh, there was these guys. This like They were kind of like Opie and Anthony. They were like Amos and Andy. <laughs> I used to listen to them, and they had some they had some fucking wacky contests and stuff, you know. I was a jerky boy soldier. I bet you were. You look more like a bub with a love sponge. I listened to him uh, on Sirius when when Howard brought him over to Sirius, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I remember thinking he was okay, I guess, but then I grew up. I don't know that I would still like him now. It's been a while. I listened to a lot of Loveline. Me too. Loveline was the shit, dude. Look, Adam Carolla, he might be a uh, you know a bootstrapping. Uh, doesn't believe that uh, you know racism is institutionalized in America. Wants everybody to just shut up. Shut up and get back to work. <laughs> yeah, but man, he's swing funny. A, swing, swing a hammer. Yeah, but it, Loveline was perfect because you had Doctor Drew trying to help people. I guess he turned into something else but during Loveline, he seemed to just kind of be uh an educated guy i don't know what his doctorate's in i don't think he's a medical doctor but he you know tried to give actual advice and then god yeah adam would just come in swinging and just making fun of everybody left and right and it it was a good program i would and also, say uh, what a weird pitch that was for dr drew it's like well i, I want to do a radio show okay dr drew what's it about well, I want a bunch of 15-year-olds to call in and talk about fingering. Okay, well, go on. I'm listening. <laughs> who do you want your sidekick to be? Uh, this guy who did one class at the Groundlings, and now he's a race realist? I don't know. I guess he's a carpenter or something. Let's get him in here. Listening to that show would get you chubbed up when you were a kid, man. When you're 13, listen to Loveline, and there's like a 17-year-old girl who's like, I was molested by a bunch of people. And Adam's like, well, when you say molested, was it penetration or did you just uh, you tickle their pickle? What was it? And then Dr. Drew's like, how many phalluses did you have in you at once? It's just like, oh, I'm and you were there. You were rock hard. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know what? You don't know better. You didn't know better? Okay. I was just a boy. I was just a little guy. <laughs> 
I didn't you're, know any better. You're hard right now. The crotch cam doesn't lie. <laughs> I forgot we were on crotch cam. <laughs> you didn't. I just, I just put the microphone up to my asshole and farted, and you didn't react at all. You just really, yeah. Bummer. Well, that's what you're. That's what you sound like is a bunch of farts coming out of a man. So, <laughs> did you get that, Becker? Did you hear it? I did. All right. Well, Damn. check that. Check that beautiful bean footage. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> can you isolate it, Becker? I, I try. Come on, Becker. You have to cut a lot out of this one anyway. So yeah, I, I didn't hear the fart. I just saw him move. So I don't know. If All right. I think he's lying. Well, I think he heard it and he loved it. I I can't wait to see justice and vindication when uh, Becker puts this episode out. It wasn't. It wasn't the loudest fart. I and I'm on freaking a leatherish couch, so it, it should have. It should have ruled, but alas. I wish I had a nice fart brewing. <laughs> now I'm jealous because I'm really. I've gotten really good at playing my farts. <laughs> you've been. You've been doing the accordion move. The butt accordion, man. It's really taken on a life of its own. Emily's doing it now. Uh, we had like a dueling butt accordion recently that was pretty cool. Uh huh. Because we ate a bunch of like peas and beans two nights ago. But yeah, dude, it's uh. God, I wish I had one. I wish I could show you guys what I've been working on. <laughs> I'm like Dr. Dre, but in the lab trying to get these damn labels off. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, I can't wait to rock my Andre the Giant shirt and have a bunch of people be like, "What?" <laughs> Where tomorrow, man? Where to uh, the Christmas market? I don't know if I'm gonna meet up with everybody. Um, not everybody. It's me and you. Maybe Becker. The thing is, like, my thinking is, if I'm gonna do this tour guide thing and make that money, I shouldn't also be around people. I mean, we'll be outside. I have my mask on. We could uh, buy separate lemonades. I'm not sharing lemonade with you. You're a fucking, you're a citrus hog. Mm. You're bad at sharing beverages and snacks. Oh, yeah. I already told you this uh, off uh, off air. But last night after, uh, after a hard day's work, showing people about the Christmas story and Christmas vacations and whatnot, went through a jack-in-the-box drive-thru and got a uh, way too much food. They got those late-night boxes. So I got one of those and a jumbo jack. And you didn't tell me this. Well, so it comes with a drink, and I got a Dr. Pepper. And that first, oh, yeah. that first sip, I, I hadn't had a Dr. Pepper in probably a year and a half, two years. I took a drink, and I was like, "Oh hell yeah!" It was so stupid how much I liked it. I mean, I guess that so much of chemicals that are supposed to elicit that response, but who man, that shit played me like a butt accordion. <laughs> Jack, Jack was the puppet master instead of the fucking puppet. <laughs> I love them, dude. I love a Dr. Pepper. I love a good... Uh, hold on. I think I got one coming. Hold on. All right. He's just been this rules. grunting this whole time. I hope he uh, shits on his mic. Positioning the mic over here. <laughs> well, folks. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> He has a fucking aneurysm right now. <laughs> I'm coming. Andre, that's, I'm coming. That's how he goes. He's <laughs> trying trying to put a fucking ass button on this episode and then just 
<laughs> we just hear it crash. Then Gordy starts howling and whining. <laughs> Gordy starts doing the worm. <laughs> Did you guys hear that fart, though? It sucked. It was awful. Oh, I thought you just, like, hit the mic. No, it was bad. Yeah. It was nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's unfortunate. Yeah, it is. It sucks. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> I'm much more bummed out than you guys are. Mine wasn't good either. We're both over here just mediocre. I just keep doing this voice. <laughs> man, I love the voice, though, man. I just keep going low. I want my voice octave to match my depression. I'm scratchy. It's me, Steven Seagal, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, the guy who keeps saying his name. <laughs> Oh, hold on. <laughs> I heard it, but it was weak and wet. And <laughs> you're going to have to change those shorts for sure. <laughs> hold on. That sucked. I came unplugged. Yeah, well, there's a plug in your butt. Did you guys hear it? Yeah, it was nothing. It was a whole bunch of just a little bit of air let out of the helium balloon. Well, the microphone smells. That's good news. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna get you're gonna get pink eye. God, I'm gonna get pink nose. <laughs> you can have gin blossom. I think that's probably enough. Yeah, we're way over. Well, good because you have to cut out a bunch so we don't get assassinated. Do you want to throw to the Patreon? What do you mean? Yeah. Do you want to plug the Patreon? Yeah. Yeah, a bunch of people made fun of me for plugging the Patreon in the last Patreon episode. So w Yeah, which is not completely... In At first, I was like, yeah, that's dumb. We should have... But you can always consider, you know, uh, switching up your level, your tier of patronage. So it's not completely insane. I don't know. Who gives a fuck, man? We're just trying to... We're just trying to pass the time until we turn to dust. And hey, guys, if you really are loving the Patreon or if you're loving the podcast, get on the <laughs> Patreon. You know, it's uh, patreon.com slash chubby behemoth. All the money this month goes to Lund. So if you really want to support Lund right now, he's getting all the cash. Thanks for saying that when uh, we're halfway through December. That's nice of you. <laughs> They still got they still got time. We got dude, we got so many episodes on the Patreon. They rip. We really let it loose. I mean, this episode we're we were playing with fucking fire, but <laughs> Oh, we should we should try to get a lit fart. Oh. That's a cl <laughs> that's a classic move. <laughs> Let's save that for a Patreon. We can blast a freaking flaming <laughs> When we were ass tornado. When we were in the dome home, uh, it was me, Jancicock, Luke, Sophie, and Mel, and we were lighting each other's farts. We were on mushrooms, and good God, my sister had never seen people light their farts. And of course, us being men, we were uh, you know we were veterans in it, and she was so <laughs> disgusted by what we were getting into, and it ruled. <laughs> like I, it's like someone would be like, I got one, and I'd like drop to my knees with the lighter ready, you know, and then they would just like fart on my head, pretty much. <laughs> Lund kept trying, not Lund. Mel kept trying to do it himself, and he couldn't do it. And then Sophie would be like, Oh, good, you just farted on your hand again. Way to go! <laughs> you can't do anything right. You're blow. I'll never marry you. And then, 
Cut to about six months later. Now who's proposed to the old hose beast known as Sophie Talent? (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. We'll have to uh, try and light some farts at her bachelorette party. I don't know why we're going to be there, but I guess we're going to be bumper coming out of the cake. Let's (laughs) let's crash it. (laughs) I want to be nude and dance for my sister. (laughs) Me and Lund just fucking dump them out. Happy birthday, Sophie. (laughs) (laughs) One one last look at what you're giving up in order to. Look what you're missing out on. Your brother's (laughs) ween. Oh man, that that'd be pretty fun. That'd be crazy. for us, and then all of her friends are just completely annoyed, looking at their phones. <laughs> oh, like, good. why does this keep happening? Every time I come over to Sophie's house, her brother shows yeah. his ween. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. I was hoping that Sam would show up and make it about him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we. Uh, this, that's all this party was missing was Sam's narcissism. <laughs> we uh we do have a good time on patreon so if you like uh what you've heard so far consider joining up it's only five bucks a month and you get an extra episode a week so uh that's for five bucks you can also uh for 10 bucks you can have a an ama with us chubby b Uh, we need to do yeah we're gonna do one of those real soon and then uh what's the other tier is that 20 bucks yeah 20 bucks we send you mail you get stuff in the mail. Uh, last month, you got a bunch of Lund shirts that had been worn by me, sweating, sweated upon by me. Nice and worn, tried and, and true. You got a handmade. It doesn't matter. We send some fucking sick shit. We sent a bunch of beard hair out from both of us. <gasps> bunch of head hair. Yeah, we, we, allowed, we allowed the uh, the dedicated Chubby Chaser Army to have little pieces of us. Yeah, because we're not giving enough away on here for free. <laughs> eat me up. Eat every fucking bit of me, you locusts. Have this Subway sandwich. This is my body. Have this Dr. Pepper. This is my blood. I have gout and diabetes for <laughs> sure. We had Taste of Philly yesterday, and I wanted to burn it down immediately. Why? God. I get never be, I'm never so mad as, as when I eat Taste of Philly. Every mm-hmm. time. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me 12 times this year. (laughs) You're talking about up there? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I feel like the one down here is fine, isn't it? It's closed, isn't it? I don't know. I haven't been there in a while. Yeah, because they hung up that sign. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone. That's another great episode. I got 86, but uh, at Taste of Philly, they call it being 88, like Lindros. Oh, okay, I thought it was a, a Hail Hitler thing. Oh, yeah, well, no. It's supposedly the Lindros thing, but there could be another meaning. Yeah, that, it, uh, <laughs> never mind. Uh, don't, don't, get too gr- <laughs> don't get too gritty. I was about to go full king on here. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to make a stand. So... <laughs> <laughs> i want to start a book club too with the with the podcast if you guys want to do a book club with me hit me up we can get that going my uh book club that i'm in fell apart due to uh interpersonal relationships going afoul so what? hit me up we'll read a cool book 
Let's talk about that on the page. <laughs> Smell it. 